Welcome back to the program. We are glad to have you at the Bill Michaels Show. We are broadcasting live. We're at the Wisconsin State Fair. And uh, they just got some music underway. As a matter of fact, here inside the Budweiser Pavilion. And uh, today, I, I love the fair. I, I talk about it all the time. RCA, the Road Crew Acoustic, right now on the stage. You got Tim Castle over in the Big Sky Country stage. Uh, coming up today in about an hour, uh, Ryan McIntyre, good friend over at Major Goolsby's. Uh, you got Miles Wangren at 1 o'clock today at the Camp Bar. The Camp Bar is a new one here at the Wisconsin State Fair. For those that were familiar with Rupinas for years and years and years and years, uh, they uh, they left in the Camp Bar bottom and uh, have, have really done a nice job at renovating and building up more, uh, more aesthetically pleasing uh, right there on the Midway. So just so many good things. And then obviously here at the Budweiser Pavilion today at 3 o'clock, Madison County takes the stage. I... I'm going to stick around for that. I can't wait. I'm, I love Madison County. Just good. What I consider to be, out of all the other ones, and there's one particular one that's just hokey as hell, but out of all the, uh, the, the, we'll say, the country cover bands, Madison County does it better than anybody. Better than anybody. Hands down. Hands down. Um, you've got Aaron Rodgers in that podcast that has made so many people take notice. Uh, now let me, let, I don't even know where, Ben, where do you begin over Ugh. all of this with the mushrooms and the living life of love? And I mean, he sounds like if he were back in the seventies, he'd be wearing a dashiki. He would be sitting with beads on tapping bongos in a, in a, you know, hash house, right? Yes. Agree with that. Where do we start? That is a terrific question. The thing is, yesterday, I decided to not spend two and a half hours of my time listening and or watching the podcast after Grant and I hosted the show. So I've seen the clips, but I haven't spent... Like, he spoke to the media yesterday, and he was happy. He said a lot of good things about Romeo Dobbs and a bunch of other players. I was focusing on that stuff. I didn't really even mentally get into this whole podcast appearance. So... I, man, I don't even know how to describe this. This thing about going with Danica and experiencing mushrooms, psychedelic tea and such, and ayahuasca, ayahuasca, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Not that I know. Ebo knows, and he told me. Okay. So the ayahuasca stuff. So, I... I, I I don't even know how to how to get into this stuff. So he he does this. He's introduced to this tea and these shrooms, and he says it's the best experience of his life. And then plans a trip to Peru, where he's going to climb Mount Miapichu. And then do the ayahuasca ceremony and it just it's bizarre you know when he he says my intention for the first night was to feel what pure love is that was my intention and i did i really did I had a magical experience of feeling 100 different hands on my body, conveying my blessings of love and forgiveness to myself and gratitude for the life from my supposed ancestors. I came back and the pandemic hit. 
What? Now, first of all, the whole forgiveness thing is kind of crap. Because we still know, as far as we can tell, um, that he still is estranged from his family. At least from what we know. So... I start to get into all of this, and I'm thinking about it, and I've got, I, I told you I got a buddy of mine who is as much an Aaron Rodgers fan and apologist as anybody I've ever met in my life, and even he's kind of questioning things. And then I had to step back for a second. Here's one thing to remember, okay? People have done many things in their life to get better and clear their head. It can be meditation, it can be yoga, it can be kickboxing, it can be whatever. As long as you're not doing anything illegal, as long as you're not wasting your life in a bottle of alcohol, as long as you're not wasting your life in drugs, um, illegal or illicit drugs, and you figure out ways to find inner peace and you figure out ways to find yourself, you figure out ways to feel better as a person, that's fine. It may be weird to some of us, but that's fine. Some of the things people have done, it, it has made us all raise an eyebrow, but we just kind of look at it because it's out of our norm. It's something that we haven't done. Maybe we don't truly understand it, whatever. But it's not illegal. What, what Aaron, Rodger, Aaron Rodgers has never come close to crossing the line of illegality. He's not on a police blotter. As far as I know, other than the suspension because of the, the, uh, the, the lying about, if you want to call it that, about the COVID vaccination, whatever you, want to, whatever you want to perceive that as, he hasn't done anything to be a huge detriment to his team, the fan base. He's, he's, just, he's just off a little bit. He's 10 degrees off the main center. So whatever he does, I don't care. It's goofy, and he's not probably going to hang out in Wisconsin the day he retires because it's just what he's living, the life he's living is just different. You know, he's, he's on a whole and, – and there's – remember Howard Hughes, for those that remember or years ago or know the, of the eccentricities, Howard Hughes got into himself to the point that he ended up secluding himself in a penthouse of a hotel inside, in Las Vegas to where – he just became reclusive and grew fingernails that were a foot long and shaggy and, and goofy, okay? Um, maybe Aaron Rodgers goes to a mountain and pets goats or something once he retires from football. I don't care. As long as it doesn't interfere with his ability to, one, be happy in his life, and two, do what he's getting paid to do, a lot of money to get paid to do. And that's win football games for the Green Bay Packers. Other than that, I don't care. I think it makes him goofy. I think we look at him as a little off. That's fine. Everybody's got some goofiness in them. But other than that, who cares? I know the world's going nuts over this sports-wise. I know it's, you know, short of the Deshaun Watson deal, which, by the way, the NFL, as we all kind of thought would happen, uh, did appeal the Deshaun Watson decision. Uh, now, whether or not it, it, I believe the NFL is going to defer from Roger Goodell to a independent arbiter to hear this thing again, and then that is going to force the NFLPA 
to go to federal court and sue the NFL, and it, this thing's not over by any stretch of the imagination. So that's what's going on. Brittany Griner has been found guilty and sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison. That happened today. So all of this is going on. So it's kind of knocked Aaron Rodgers and the, 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 the goofiness, if you will, off the front page. But still in our backyard, it's prevalent. But beyond that, who cares? It's his own time. It's his own free will. It's not my cup of tea, but okay. But then again, when you got so much money and running a different crowd, you tend to maybe get weird. How many times have we seen celebrities get weird? So there you go. There you go. Bill, I think there's only one place we can go from here when it comes to all of this. What's that? I think we need to try the DMT coffee or the DMT tea on air Maybe one day. Maybe that's what we do. We do it on the air one day. As a service to our listeners to connect with yeah. them. Yep, maybe that's what they do. Maybe maybe that's what we do. You know, one day we just, you know, decide to do a, a goofy Friday, a psychedelic Friday, and that's what we do. There you go. <laughs> so, have at it. Uh, Pac fan says the independent arbiter already heard it. Uh, yes, uh, Roger Goodell oversees the appeal, but he is going to determine who is going to oversee the appeal. He is not going to hear the appeal, Pac fan. Just an FYI, they are going to determine what other, uh, as they want to agree upon, person will hear the appeal before Roger Gazelle gets actually involved in all of this. And then we all know what's going to happen. We all know what the league wants. They want him out for a year. The league wants him out. The league did not appeal this suspension to get two additional games tacked on. You know? That's, that's not what they did. They want him out for a year, and that's what they're going to fight for. So Roger Goodell is going to figure out who's going to hear the appeal, and under the collective bargaining agreement, he has the option to consider the appeal himself, or he can appoint or decide to do someone else that they would then mutually agree upon. Uh, but Goodell, from what we understand, is not going to hear the appeal himself, at least not the first one. So... Uh, looks like they're going to go for an indefinite suspension that would be a minimum of one year, a monetary fine, which was not levied against uh, Watson by uh, Robinson when she handed down her ruling, and treatment that he must undergo for being a creeper. The union also has the right to appeal Robinson's ruling, although they issued the statement saying they would not. They'd stand by the decision. But, of course, because he only got six games when everybody else in the world thought he was going to get a full year. Now, the NFLPA has until Friday to file a written response to the NFL's appeal, which we know they're going to do, and they're preparing to sue the NFL now in federal court. So that's this thing's, this thing's not over by any stretch of the imagination, but so be it. I think the NFL is doing it because of the backlash that they are facing, and there has been a large amount of – even – Players and former players have said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This just doesn't, this doesn't fill the bill. It just, it, it's, you know, in comparison to other suspensions, this is by far much lighter. And Robinson did not take a lot of that into consideration. She just said, look, this is what I feel as the independent arbiter, what I feel is right. 
And don't come to me because you feel it's an underutilized suspension because you can't even suspend your own ownership group via uh, via the um, via the you know um, collective bargaining agreement. So, so be it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy one. Hit us up, please. Feel free to go ahead and do so again. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. Before we do, though, uh, and we're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers and some of the things that he has to say when we come back. Before we do, though, I want to let you know about our friends over there at uh, Dwayne's Cover and All, the best canvas Wisconsin canvas upholstery and boat cover provider in the state of Wisconsin. If you have, say, a, a small business owner or a business owner, we'll say, and you've got a canvas out in front of your place, an awning out in front of your place, they can fix it. Or maybe you've got an, an office full of office furniture. You know what I mean? An office full of office furniture. And you want to go ahead and have that redone. You can do that as well. No problem. He can do it. He can do your boat. He can do your boat cover. He can do your travel cover. All that kind of good stuff. All that kind of good stuff. No problem. That's our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All up in Wausau. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. We are glad you're with us. Enjoying the day out here at the Wisconsin State Fair. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water. And uh, Joe and Ellen Hennis, they do a great job. They got uh, an event coming up this weekend where they've got a motorcycle ride going on. Uh, it is to uh, help uh, prevent blindness. So if you're looking for something to do this weekend, that might not be a bad way to go. Check out uh, Smoke on the Water out in Okachi Lake on Wisconsin Avenue. And they're looking for good people. They've opened up that downstairs. It's big. It's beautiful. They just need more and more people. So uh, by all means, if you can uh, if you can check that out and uh, stop by, and if you're a motorcycle rider, by all means, stop over and say hi to Joe and Ellen as well, but do something good along the way. There you go. That's it. That's it. Um, so Aaron Rodgers, uh, I want to get into this because Aaron Rodgers had a chance to speak to the media and uh, wanted to just kind of talk a little bit about this. Some of the things that Aaron Rodgers had to say uh, coming up here. So hang in there. We're going to get into all of this because uh, Rodgers talks about many, many different things, uh, about everything from Aaron Jones to Devontae Adams, Jordan Love, and such. Uh, real quick, though, this one's from Mark who said, uh, by the way, uh, I'm glad the sound is better now. We just put it couple of different wires in and we're good to go okay uh he said uh, Aaron Rodgers can be his own person we may not agree with it but we have to respect it he's done nothing wrong he's just off well the beaten path I'm gonna say uh, because I'm not, I don't think you're supposed to use that term anymore he's just off the beaten path a little bit let's just be honest as long as he's throwing touchdowns nobody in Packerland is going to care completely agree with that completely agree with that 
100%. Aaron Rodgers said Devontae Adams would get, uh, uh, usually, you know, in their playbook, in their system, would get about 80% of the calls. Not necessarily. It's just that he was in the position to be the one most of the time. So now that obviously gets switched around. But I said it many times, Devontae was usually open. So when you have a usually open guy in the number one spot on many of the reads, he's going to get the lion's share of the targets. So when you're the number one guy, you're going to get a bunch of them anyway. Everybody knows that. So how has the offense been so far this year in camp? I think it's kind of gone how we thought it would go. You know, defense, uh, other than the first day, has been giving us uh, some issues up front. But there's been some days where we've ran the ball really well, I think. I thought, you know, we had a couple good uh, periods yesterday, one-on-ones. I thought it looked really, really good for us. I love, I love doing one-on-ones, and it's good for our young guys to go against veteran guys like we had matched up yesterday red zone drills you know usually favor the defense uh early in camp uh i don't think we're doing a great job in some of the protection pickups but the best part is there's a lot of film to correct coaches love that and a lot of guys are you know starting to click in and and have uh, some better practices then you got uh the the offensive line which has been somewhat of a concern although we have seen at times, Rodgers, because he's not going to get hit in practice, we all know that, Rodgers has been able to move, he's been able to scramble and such, but on the other hand, the uh, offensive line, without, especially without David Bakhtiari, has been of concern. It's definitely a young group, definitely a young group, but Yash has played some good football, so we have a lot of confidence in him, and I think Royce you know, has been playing some tackle and guard for us, he's got some flexibility. And then we got to see what we have with the young guys, you know, the guys with two first names. we got to see if they can, you know, where they're going to be playing at. Uh, but I, I like what we've done uh, really at center and left guard. I think I've been really consistent. You know, when John Ryan, uh, Runyon came in, John Ryan, that's funny. I was just actually talking to Mason about John Ryan, so that came out a little slip there. But uh, John Runyon, when he came in, he was a pro's pro, maybe because he's been around his dad and seen what it looks like. But... The game has never been too big for him, and Josh is such a big, wide body. Uh, although he, he's a heavy sweater, and so indoors in a day like today in a walkthrough, uh, we had to get him multiple towels, but uh, remind me of uh, Evan Dietrich Smith a little bit. But uh, I like how those guys are playing, and, and really the other spots are up for grabs until Dave and Elton get back. Speaking of that, uh, you've got other guys that need to come back. Sammy Watkins, he's been limited with a hamstring. Christian Watson, he's been out. So, you know, with those guys not getting, you know, the lion's share of the targets, who stepped up and how's Romeo Dubs? It's never been too big for him. Uh, I really like the approach. He's a very humble kid. But you're starting to see the personality come out a little bit, which is fun to see. He's had a lot of opportunities, which has been great. You know, with Sammy not not practicing a couple days and obviously Christian being out, a lot of opportunities for him. He's made the most of it. I thought, you know, it's not just the team stuff. I thought he ran good routes yesterday into one-on-ones against against Stokes. And, you know, it's just a matter of the mental stuff. You know, he's still making some mental mistakes, but you expect those. Um, it's it's the uh, the approach, though, and his release patterns. He gets the ball with his hands. He's, you know, every single day, you guys know you've been watching 
there's been at least one kind of wow play from him, and that's kind of rare for a young guy uh, like that. Now, we've had some guys over the years kind of do that, but, you know, they're all in the top ten, I think, in the Packers receiving history. So, good start for him. Which is a really high praise for a rookie, especially when you're talking about Aaron Rodgers and what he expects out of receivers and such, right? Uh, then you've got uh, what we consider to be the additional weapons, and that's the running backs out of the backfield. As much as we talk about, well, they're going to run the ball a lot more because you're not going to have a number one, that may not necessarily be true. I think you're still going to get passes thrown, but more so passes coming out of the backfield, uh, two guys coming out of the backfield. So he talks about how good Aaron Jones has become as a wide receiver out of the backfield. Yeah, I think he's fantastic out of the backfield. He's done a lot of stuff for us in that respect. You know, coming out of the backfield and catching balls, running option routes, uh, threw a whole shot to him against Atlanta a couple years ago. Uh, he made an incredible catch against Washington, backed up uh, to kind of put that game away. So he's, you know, and then the Chiefs game at the Chiefs in, what, 19, he took a screen and went 75, ran a sluggo outside and basically scored but barely stepped out of bounds. Uh, he's very versatile. But let me just highlight the mayor of Door County. When he came in here, you know, he was a big back who you expect to be able to run power really well. And I feel like of all the people we've had in the last three years, he's got to be in a very short list of guys who have improved so drastically. And his pass-catching ability is really, really solid. And he's made difficult catches look easy over the last couple of years in this training camp. And I couldn't be more proud of 28 and his approach, uh, the, the way that he's handled not just being a player in this locker room, an ascending player, but a member of this community. A.J. Dillon, is, uh, he's a Green Bay guy now. No doubt. High praise for A.J. Dillon. Without a doubt. High praise for A.J. Dillon. Um, and then in addition to that, you've got Aaron Rodgers, who continues to you know, kind of talk a little bit more about you know, the whole wide receiving core and whoever asked this question, kudos too, by the way. Because the question is, when you talk about the wide receiving core, and you've got new faces, you've got young faces. With the young guys that are out there, Aaron, how long does it take to earn your trust? And I think this was a great question. I don't know. It's, it's not a should. It's just it's when it happens. It's the combination of uh, performance and preparation. Uh, those two are both really, really important. And it's the ability to recall things in the moment very quickly to expect, you know, certain hand signals or adjustments in real time. And it's a process. Everybody takes different amounts of time. It's been years for certain guys. It's been weeks for certain guys. So it's just really about the performance. And when it's paired with the preparation, it's a, the beginning of the trust being built. And then it grows over the years. And like you've seen with some of the rapport I've had with some guys here, you know, it can be pretty uh, pretty dangerous when you're speaking the same language telepathically. So Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, obviously it's, it's more of a feel than it is, you know, a, a certain amount of time that he needs. And, again, I can go back to I don't really care how long it takes you to build trust. I think you should have it, and you should have been in there for the uh, OTAs and the training camps with a young group. But hopefully, it, you know, it, it – rises very quickly and hopefully that trust comes about very quickly now when uh, you know you talk about earning trust Christian Watson's a guy that is not getting on the field 
So is there a genuine concern upon Aaron Rodgers' behalf that Christian Watson's really fallen behind? No, not a big concern. I mean, he's he's a really smart kid. I know he scored really high on the Wonderlick test. I want to retest if he's higher than me. But, uh, <laughs> but no, he is a smart kid. Uh, you know, it's, it'd be nice if we could get him off the pop so he could do some of the walkthrough stuff. But he'll be fine. He's super athletic. He went through the whole offseason program with us, the OTAs and minicamp and He's been in my hip pocket. You guys have seen he's been in my hip pocket asking questions uh, after periods and and uh, during individual time. So uh, I'm not not worried about him. There you go. Let's We'll get back to some more of Aaron Rodgers coming up here in a little bit. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Male Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders, locations throughout the country now. Call them for one location phone, for the phone number, 414 414- Four five five four four five one. It does work. Four one four four five five four four five one. That's the phone number. Whether it's ED, which they have a ninety eight percent success rate at treating, which is like almost a no brainer that it's going to happen for you, or maybe you're sluggish and you're moody and your energy level's gone and you just don't have it anymore and you're over the age of thirty, you can't figure out why. It could be low T, and it only takes you maybe 10, 15 minutes tops to get your numbers checked. And you can figure out a path of action then for you to become a better person. Or maybe, or maybe, you can uh, get the all-in-one weight loss program. Walk around State Fair, start to look good, feel good. Or maybe after eating everything here at State Fair that's on a stick, you feel even better. That's our friends at the New Mel Medical Center. They can help you. 414-455-4451. 414-455-4451. Get a hold of them. Good stuff from our friends over there at the New Mel Medical Center. When we come back. We're going to uh, talk a little Wisconsin State Fair, what's going on inside the Budweiser Pavilion, what's happening via the Sporkies, all that kind of good stuff. Just give you a little flavor of the fair. It is day one of the Wisconsin State Fair. That's where we're broadcasting live from. And the tunnel shot you've been looking at comes to you uh, live right behind me from the Goose Island Ale House looking out towards the street right across to the Cream Puff Pavilion, although the bright light is not God. Uh, maybe it is God coming down and saying, hey, the Cream Puffs are really good. Who knows? But uh, you can see right through the front end of the bar from the very back where we're located in the, inside the Goose Island Ale House and uh, just enjoying our time here. I love the Wisconsin State Fair. Can't wait to get out and walk around a little bit more later on this afternoon. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. We're glad you're with us, the Bill Michaels Show, broadcasting live here at the Wisconsin State Fair. Love the fair. Love the fair. Day one, the weather's perfect today. I don't think you can get much better. We don't have uh, many clouds at all. Not much of a chance of rain. And uh, 74 degrees, 75 degrees today. Sunshine, beautiful. People are in line for some of the milk that's uh, being distributed across from us. Uh, You've got uh, some of the new. They tap kegs here uh, inside the Goose Island Ale House every day at 3 o'clock. A new distinct type of keg made just for the Wisconsin State Fair. And that draws a crowd. They start gathering here about 1, 1.30 and getting in line for the tapping of the keg. Uh, and they do it every day. It's, it's, they, they started this last year, and it's really interesting. Uh, but there are a lot of people, craft drinkers, man, craft beer drinkers, that uh, they come out for this stuff. So 
here at the uh, the Budweiser Pavilion inside the Goose Island Ale House. That's where you can find us. Thanks to uh, thanks to all of you that have already come by. I want to say hi to Leah and Frank who came by. They are from Wausau, and uh, they listen now every day on the app. Thanks to them for coming by and saying hello. And uh, thanks to Marcy and David, who uh, who also came by and said hi to us. So we want to say hi to them, and they're from West Dallas right here. Joined now by uh, the director of communications and the stage manager and everything for everything that goes on inside the Bud Pavilion, Josh uh, Quinn is here. How you doing, man? Bill, what's going on? Good to have you back. Um, glad to be back. How you guys doing? Because it's day one, it's perfect weather and good crowd, music's going, so yeah. you've got to be happy. Yeah, you can't beat this. I mean, the weather could not be better. Um, perfect weather. Uh, the crowds are already filling in. Um, you know, it's if you remember last year, it was five out of the first six days, I think, was, was rain. Not only rain, it was heavy rain. Yeah. So uh, it looks like the weather forecast for, you know, a good portion of State Fair is going to be solid, especially the first three days into the weekend. So you got, let's talk about, first and foremost, the Bud Pavilion, Goose Island Ale House, and what you guys have going on. But the big announcement was made a couple of weeks ago when you guys were named as a Sporky finalist, and which is always cool. You've been on that list before, but, uh, you know, sometimes you make it, sometimes you don't, and it's great to be a part of it. Yeah, we, we made our first entry in 2017. Uh, we finished third out of 30. Uh, 2018, we finished third out of 33. Uh, we didn't enter in 19 or 21, but, um, yeah, we had a really great – we had two uh, great products that we entered. Uh, one is called the Southwest Fiesta Burger, um, which uh, has some uh, hatch chili uh, corn salsa involved in it, and it's really good. That just finished uh, – that just finished. Uh, it, it was not a finalist, uh, but we still have it on our menu, of course, and people can come try it. It's a new food at the uh, Bud Pavilion. And then our um, – finalist that made the, the top eight is called the uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos Chicken on a Stick. Um, <laughs> I don't eat Cheetos or Flamin' Hot. Che- I know you'd think that I do looking at me, but no. this is all whiskey and wings here. Yeah, so, that's, you know, uh, fl- anything, when you add the word flaming, I always think of not of it going in, but it coming out. <laughs> well, we're more interested in it going in, Bill. Right. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so the judges, uh, we were just at the Sporky competition on Tuesday. Uh, they decided on uh, a couple others for the top three, but we're still in the top eight. It, again, is a new food, and people can come here, try it. If you like it, there's a QR code that's right outside our pavilion and on a couple of the um, columns here. You scan that with your uh, camera app on mm-hmm. your phone, and you give us a vote for a fair goer favorite. Okay. So while you don't win the actual Sporkies, you can still win the Fairgoer favorite, and okay. uh, that goes a long way. So we think we have a good shot at that because it is really, really delicious. So you got a lot of great music. Uh, one of my favorites, Madison County, t- kicks it off mm-hmm. today at 3 o'clock. You've already got uh, some music going now, but 3 o'clock today, one of the, what I believe to be one of the best cover country bands that's in the state of Wisconsin, Madison County, takes the stage. Yeah, we've got all country today, and uh, we're really lucky with our with our – First couple day lineup we've got uh, right now we've got uh, Road Crew which has been around but they're doing Road Crew acoustic it's a three piece mm-hmm. they're kicking it off with some mellow country and then obviously Madison County comes in those guys are just ruckus and fun and you know yeah. it's always a blast and then tonight and tomorrow we've got Bella Kane which is the first time that we've done them back to back to kick off the fair so we're really expecting massive crowds and a ton of fun. So around the rest of the fair, not that I'm going to get too deep into the weeds on this, but you had already mentioned the the weather, which is going to be great, although next week it's going to be hot, so that means drinkers. Hot is hot. Yeah, you hot know, is whatever, hot. Whatever, man. It's respective. Yep. Uh, but 
um, with, with a lot of different stuff this year because I know everybody talks about having help issues. You guys have been great because you've pretty much held on to your people. You guys aren't experiencing a lot of that, right? Oh, you right? mean employees? With, oh, no. Employees. We, you know, we yeah. talk about help because there's a lot of places around here that are saying it can have some lines, it can have some issues, it can have certain things. They're going to kiosks and things rather than face-to-face meeting. You guys are still you guys. You guys have pretty much held on to your core group and, and your, your, I'm going to say, your, almost your history as people every year come back. It's, I was just shaking hands with a couple of bartenders saying it's like our annual reunion. Well, and what's the, the interesting thing is, too, and you've been around here long enough, is that you see these Got these kids grow up. Right. So they start maybe as runners who are providing product to all the different bars, and then they graduate to becoming a bartender or something like that. And then they grow up. They uh, develop their own following. So people will come here specifically to see them mm-hmm. year after year. Um, but, yeah, we have a retention rate of like 85%. Right. Uh, our owner, Leanne Hawk, is an amazing owner-operator. Uh, she goes out of her way like nobody else to make sure that we really do feel like family here. Yeah, it's hard work. It's state fair. Uh, but people want to come here and work with the other people that are here. And that's the most important thing. And that's instilled from the beginning. So anybody that comes in here who's new, they're immediately ingratiated into the family. And, um, you know, hard work is good work. I mean, it should, it should be hard, right? It right. should be fun. Um, I was talking about the keg tappings. Now, you guys do this every day, 3 o'clock? Yeah, we do special tappings here at the Goose Island Ale House, special release tappings every day except Monday and the last day of the fair. Today uh, at 3 p.m. at 7 p.m., every single day, a different special release will be tapped. Uh, Anybody can come in and get a little taste um, for a a small price and see what it's like. Today is the 2021 Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. It's like the anchor of everything that we ever tap. People love it. It's a fan favorite. In fact, I believe we uh, have two tappings of it throughout the fair uh, so usually uh, you come to the ale house, you'll see a line all the way out the door. Plus for the grill, you'll see a line all the way out for food. So right, right around 3 o'clock it starts to fill up. So I'd really advise anybody that wants to get a taste to come in uh, early, get a spot early. We know Bella Kane tonight, tomorrow. Who's here on Saturday? Uh, tonight, tomorrow. And then Saturday uh, we got the toys. Oh, wow. Kicking off okay. late at night. And then Sunday for the very first time we've got the Milwaukee Tool Shed Band. Uh, I think there's 50 people in that band. I just saw them at Solu Winery <laughs> not that long ago. Aren't they great? And they're fantastic. Yeah, they're really great. Holy wow. Musicians uh, who are all stars in their own right. Right. And they all come together and, and put on this real all-star performance. So, the we- I mean, two Bella Canes, uh, a Toys, right. and a Milwaukee Tool Shed Band. We got a hell of a weekend, and then we go into, uh, you know, the meat and potatoes of the, of the fair. And then before you know it, you blink, and really it's over. I, I, I just said on stage this morning when I introduced the first band, it seems like, the first Wednesday Night Live when I said, well, pretty soon it'll be State Fair. And I know right. that sounds kitsch, you know, kind of cliche, but it, it is. It, time just really flies. And then you guys, uh, not to jump too far ahead, but you guys get done with State Fair. You're off a couple of weeks. And then, uh, what is it, the last, or the second to last Wednesday uh, of August is the last Wednesday Night Live, and that's when the Toys Revisited are here, correct? Yep, we did nine straight Wednesday Night Lives from the beginning of June all the way through uh, the end of July. Now we break for State Fair, then we have a couple weeks off, uh, and we're doing one more on uh, Wednesday, August 31st, mm-hmm. and it is the Toys Revisited. It's the uh, original toys, some of the original members, Jimmy, Tommy, Russ, uh, you know, some of those guys are coming back, and they're going to do all the old classics, all the favorites, and people really love them. They're a huge fan favorite. And then a couple weeks after that, it's Harvest Fair, and then it's 
close, closing time. I can't even believe that October is just bearing down on us so quickly. Yep, no doubt about it. Josh, always good to see you, buddy. Thanks, man. Happy I New Year. You. There we go. Josh Quinn joining us for a couple of minutes, part of the Bud Pavilion here at the Wisconsin State Fair. It is day one of the fair. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, a training camp update. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers continue to have practice in pads. How's the offense look so far this week? Quarterback Aaron Rodgers spoke at his locker after practice. No, no, I think it's kind of gone how we thought it would go. You know, defense has been giving us uh, some issues up front. There's been some days where we've ran the ball really well. I thought, you know, we had a couple good periods yesterday, one-on-ones. I thought looked really, really good for us. I love, I love doing one-on-ones, and it's good for our young guys to go against veteran guys like we had matched up yesterday. Red zone drills, you know, usually favor the defense early in camp. I don't think we're doing a great job in some of the protection pickups, but the best part is there's a lot of film to correct. Coaches love that. Packers general manager Brian Goodekinst. We're six practices in. You know what this team's going to be as we move forward. Is, you know we got a lot of work to do on paper. I think there's um, you know reason to be excited, uh, and I like the way the guys are working. But um, we got a long way to get to that first game, and we're going to need some luck you know, to kind of stay healthy and, and, and get to where we need to be. But um, I do think you, know, you want to try to have a team that can win in multiple ways, right, whether it's offense, defense, special teams. And I think um, I think this team has the potential to do that. And former coach Mike Holmgren discussed why he thinks former Packers safety Leroy Butler will finally be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this weekend in Canton. Well, he's a leader, obviously. I've, aside from being a great football player, you know, a, a very talented man, he was a leader, and I don't think I, he didn't strike me as a, a tremendously vocal guy running around doing everything, but he was a leader when he had to be vocally. And then also uh, his example on the field. Yeah, I'm sure he had bumps and bruises just like everyone else, but he's a tough guy. And then, of course, when he jumped into the stands that first time, it kind of set the tone for years and years and years to come. That's Mike Holmgren in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. I was I was so excited. I saw him at the at the honors, and just to see that look in his eye was really really special. I've known him for a number of years now. That's the beauty of being a Packer. You're always kind of around some of the older guys, and he was, you know, he was fit the criteria. He was a top three player at his position for an extended period of time, and. It's probably long overdue, but I'm really excited that he's finally going in the Hall of Fame. Those are the words of Aaron Rodgers talking about Leroy Butler. And uh, Leroy Butler going to be inducted into uh, Football Hall of Fame, the, uh, the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame in this coming weekend. Uh, big weekend for him, obviously. Uh, kudos to Leroy, who is uh, not only, you know, very deserving, and I've said that for years and years and years, that others in the Hall felt he should be there. But uh, to finally be able to do that, and get that call, and uh, just a big weekend, uh, not only for him, but for the Green Bay Packer family to put yet another Green Bay Packer into the Hall of Fame. So uh, so it's a tremendous, tremendous honor, and uh, congratulations to Leroy. It's a big weekend, long overdue for him, uh, without a doubt. Uh, coming up after the top of the hour, Rob Reichel is going to be joining us. We'll talk with him about this Packers team. Uh, and also Paul Allen, as we start to take a look around the rest of the NFC North, 
Paul Allen, longtime voice of the Minnesota Vikings, is going to be here today as well. Really looking forward to talking to Paul and catching up and getting his thoughts on a team that uh, many are saying very quietly under their breath could be a challenger to the Green Bay Packers for the top spot in the NFC North. We are broadcasting live today here at the Wisconsin State Fair, and we're glad to have you with us uh, as always. I know the Brewers are uh, in action today in Pittsburgh. So thanks to the, for those of you listening to us on the app and also over on the Bud Light live stream as well. So wherever you're getting your uh, your Bill Michael show today and the content and absorbing it, thanks so much because we certainly uh, appreciate it. And we hope at some point, whether it's today, if you're listening now, say in the Milwaukee market uh, on the Big 920 there, or maybe you're coming in from uh, parts unknown, whether it's today or tomorrow, Looking forward to having you stop by and say hello. So a uh, good, uh, good, good amount of people have already swung by today. So thanks, as always. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends friends over there at Forgotten Fire Winery. They're in Peshtigo. So if you're not at the Wisconsin State Fair, maybe you're in Peshtigo this weekend. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com and see all that they have to offer. I know that they have different, uh, much like here with different keg tappings, they have different wines that come out uh, on almost a weekly and uh, a lot of great different types of wine and whatever type that you enjoy, whether it's a Merlot, Pinot Grigio, if you like, uh, say, a Moscato, maybe even like some ciders. They have it all. Forgotten Fire Winery. Ask for it by name. If you can't get to the winery, that's okay. Check out your local grocery stores, your wine stores, your liquor stores. Ask for it. Again, ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. And if you do get to the winery in Peshtigo, ask for for the Bill Michaels deal, ask for it by name, and and you'll be surprised. We've had a couple people that have gotten it and went, "Wow, oh, okay, didn't know, didn't know, got a little bit of a discount, huh? That's not bad, too. So we in Wisconsin like it when we get discounted beverages. You know what I mean? So don't forget, stop in the Forgotten Fire Winery uh, up in Peshtigo and ask for it by name. Uh, this is from Anthony who says, I have a beef with the Green Bay Packers and the Milwaukee Brewers. The Packers didn't go out and replace Devontae Adams with anything of substance. We got a guy who's always banged up and still is, and then their first-round draft choice, which he was actually a second, but I get what you mean, the first draft choice for the uh, Green Bay Packers when it came to the wide receiver uh, position. He said, is banged up as well. What a great job. Aaron Rodgers has nobody to throw to. They didn't get an additional bat for the Milwaukee Brewers. They pissed away one of their better relievers in a long, long time. Oh, yeah, we're all striving for championships here. Why don't we quit lying to ourselves and just drink more? Damn. That's a, that's a, that's a little harsh. Uh, this is from James who says on the Bud Light live stream, I say the Brewers are never going to win a World Series because they will never spend the money. Prove me wrong. James, they're never going to spend that. When you say spend the money, spend the money on what? Be specific. Be specific, because if you're talking about are they going to be in the same realm of the Yankees and the Dodgers, no, you're right. They're not. It's not about whether or not you spend it. It's about whether or not you can. They don't have a way to recoup that. Who? What? Tell me again, and and this is, this is the reality of it. Tell me again why an owner would want to buy the Milwaukee Brewers and then go out and spend $250 million when you're not going to make it back. Who says, I'm going to go into my business every year losing $80 bucks? 40 million bucks, 30 million bucks. Who does that? I mean, every now and then, sure, if you know your team's right there on the cusp, you go for it. You spend a little bit of extra money because you'll get it you, you'll get it later on down the road. 
But nobody does that. It's not like they have an equal amount of money as the New York Yankees. But I agree that this deal with the Josh Hader situation and Lamette then being DFA'd, this doesn't make sense. This is dumb. Dumb baseball. I get it. 13 pitching spots. I understand that. But he was supposed to be one of the linchpins to be figured out by this pitch, this pitcher's, pitcher's coaching staff, statistically speaking, sabermetrically speaking, and instead they just kind of tossed it away. Now, he still could end up back in the farm system, sure, if he accepts the assignment, but we'll wait and see. Rob Reichel coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.